Uh, hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Startup Equity Matters. The podcast is about how to create value from startup equity. We need to make startup equity simple and fast. It's, it's anything but that traditionally. Um, and we also have to help founders and their teams understand what their equity is worth and how to grow its value through startup ownership culture and through exits and liquidity, of course. Um, so today I'll be going through Cake's Startup Equity Toolkit. Um, there's a bunch of free tools um, in this toolkit. So they're on our website. Um, you know, they're all totally free and they're very, very helpful. Um, you know, they, they save you tons of time and money and startups have very little of both. So it's important that not only you learn from the best, that you have tools to execute. Um, theory is great, but these tools actually help you get the job done faster. Um, so you can raise faster, hire faster, you know, grow your startup faster. And, you know, speed is one of the most important factors in startup success. So, um, hopefully this is information that, that really helps you out. Uh, it's going to be more helpful if you have the startup toolkit, uh, up on your phone or, you know, up on your, your laptop screen, but you don't have to. I'm going to make this information um, you know, understandable if you're just listening to the podcast and, and you should still be able to learn a ton and then you can go grab the toolkit when you get a chance. You might not need to use the whole thing. You might just want to use one or two of the tools. There's uh, six or seven of them in total in the toolkit, including an investor CRM, a capital raising toolkit, a valuation tool, uh, and a tool to help you budget out your employee options so you know how much to give everyone and, and you don't run out of options um, in your employee equity. So um yeah let's let's get into it. Um I'm going to start with the investor CRM. So um it's the second tool down um on, on the toolkit page. Um, so on that page uh, there's actually a link to a um a sheet so that you can go and actually complete this tool yourself. So as I was saying before, these are, you know, mostly um, sheets that you can use and or Notion workspaces that you can use to actually complete, you know, execute really important tasks in your startup. So with the investor CRM, what problem are we trying to solve? Most founders, especially in those first couple of rounds, pre-seed and seed, they don't know many investors yet, you know, second time founders, third time founders, it's different. You know, they've built their investor network, they've built their startup brand, um, you know, and, and it's it's a lot easier to raise capital, um, you know, the second, third time around. But um, even still, I think it's a good discipline to use an investor CRM. Uh, I still use it, you know, when I'm raising capital. And, you know, the, the problem that we're trying to solve here is that you don't want to start your round until you have enough demand from investors and you're really ready to, to run your round. So the a capital raise runs in three parts. And I'm going to go through this, um, you know, when we do the capital raising toolkit. But it's important that in the first phase, when you're preparing to raise, that you have enough investors um, that, that know you, that, you know, have seen what you're doing, have seen your startup, have seen your pitch, you know, that you've ideally had coffee with them or you've had a Zoom call with them and, you know, and you're not going in cold. You know, the first time you meet an investor, it's very hard to get capital from them. So the purpose of this CRM is to help you build enough investor demand and create like an enterprise sales funnel so that you can run your capital raise um, in a in a professional way. 
So in the CRM, uh, it's, it's just a sheet. It's very simple, you know, Google sheet. You can use Excel, of course. Um, and so it doesn't require any third party software, although, you know, I'm sure the more sophisticated of you would, could be using uh, a CRM like HubSpot to track all your communications, but you don't need to. You can run a capital raise with email and a spreadsheet. So, you know, the first thing you want to do in column A is list all the investors that could invest in your round. So you want to make sure you qualify those investors. Um, you're not putting any investor. They, you have to know that they invest in your industry, you know, in your niche, that they invest in the, you know, the round that you're running. Do they invest in pre-seed or seed or series A, whatever round you're running? Make sure you know that they invest in that round. Um, so you put all of them in column A. And then in column C, which is a financial column, you estimate what you think their, you know, their check size, you know, the investment amount that they're going to invest, you add that into column C. Now, the, the total of this column C, which is the top of your funnel, um, should equal 10 times however much capital you need to raise. So if you're raising a $1 million seed round, you want to have $10 million worth of total investors in column C. Um, so that could be a combination of, you know, smaller funds that would invest a million dollars, or it could be a combination of, of larger angels that can invest 50 or 100 or $200,000. So you just add those all up in column C and you want 10 times in, in that column. So that's the top of your funnel, you know, not to disrespect investors, you know, they're, they're people, but you know, this is a, a sales funnel. So that's to say, right, that's our first level of qualification. And that's our first list. Now you can get that, that information from LinkedIn, from investor lists online, from referrals, from introductions, from accelerators. There's lots of different sources that you can go to. And if you aren't sure, just like ask in the comments or ask me and, and I can provide you with some great investor lists. So once you've got that done, the next job before you raise capital, before you actually open your round is to qualify that list you know, and you might end up adding more, more to that list over time as you learn and you get referrals. But you, in column D, which is the next column across, that's where you add amounts after you've qualified the investors. So to qualify them and to have them in column D, you have to have met them either online or in person. You have to have asked them these questions, you know. Um, when I open my round, would you like to see the information? You know, not, that, not saying, do you want to invest? saying, you know, I'm going to be raising in the future when I'm ready, you know, would you like to see the, you know, see the deal, see the opportunity, hear what's going on, um, that sort of thing. And, and they should say yes. And then you should say, hey, look, are you investing at the moment? Um, you know, are you investing in 2023? Are you investing in 2024? Whenever the time is. And they have to say, yes, yeah, look, we're actively investing. And then the third thing is you have to say, look, how much would you normally invest in a round like this? And then, you know, they normally give an indication of their check size. And if they're not going to say yes to those things, then you can't qualify them. They're probably hesitant. They're probably not ready. Or there's some other reason why, you know, they're, they're probably not going to go ahead. Um, so look, this, this is an, an exact science. You know, you might want to adjust these slightly, but the purpose is with column D, you know, only put in investors that showing an interest and want to see your round when it opens. And the goal of column D, this is the qualified investors. The next step of your funnel is to have three times whatever you need to raise in column D. So if you're looking to raise a million dollars, you need $3 million of qualified interest in column D 
before you open your round. What that does for you is it makes sure that when you do start actually pitching and asking for investment, you've got enough invest interest, probably, you know, like nothing's ever certain, but you've done the homework, you've done the hard work, you've done the preparation, you've warmed up investors that are, you know, the right type of investor with the right type of interest um, before you go and ask for capital. And that means that your whole capital raise should run much more strongly because you've got enough investors uh, warmed up. So look, it's a, it's a quite a simple tool. It's very effective. The key elements of the tool are to have 10 times the amount of capital at the top of your funnel to properly qualify three times the capital you need in column D, and then you open your round. All right, moving on to uh, the second tool in um, today's Startup Equity Matters, we're going to cover a simple startup valuation. So what problem are we trying to solve here? Um, you know, it can be hard to value a startup. There isn't a lot of information around about what valuations other startups are getting. Information is improving in this area through, um, you know, PitchBook and Crunchbase and, and other sources. So there are, there are solutions out there to help you, but you still need to, you know, do your own valuation. Um, and I've seen founders really struggle with this. They just don't know how to do it. They don't know which methods to use or they go to, like an accountant and they get a really complicated valuation done, which costs a lot and is probably, you know, just not the right path forward. So you can actually, you know, do a startup valuation very simply. And this tool gives you four main methods to choose from. So there's the current revenue multiplier method, which is the method that everybody kind of hears about all the time. You know, am I worth 10 times revenue or 20 times revenue or whatever, you know, for SaaS companies with recurring revenue. That's the one you hear all the time. It is, in my opinion, more of a series A and later valuation when you have quite solid and stable, um, you know, revenue growth and you've got a sort of scalable and repeatable, you know, set of unit economics and you can analyze the, the profit margins and things like that. But it, it can be used as early as, as seed and um, yeah, look, I mean, it's very straightforward. Um, you, any annual recurring revenue, you multiply by a factor, um, sort of maybe between five and, and 20 in normal circumstances. And then anything that's non-recurring, you separate that out. And that's normally just one or two times. Then there's the valuation by stage, the, sec the second valuation type. And that this is probably how most early stage investors look at companies. They just say, where are you roughly? in these stages and they, they very quickly assign a valuation to you based on all the deals they're seeing. So you've got idea stage, MVP, live and in revenue, growing revenue and high revenue. So, you know, you've just got five stages. Um, you sort of set where you are amongst those five stages and you have reasoning for that. And then you discuss that with investors and you very quickly come up with a valuation, you know, between say 1 million and, and 10 million. Um, the third method is the future valuation method. This is where you look forward in time, say three or five years, and you say, look, in three or five years, we think we're going to be worth X dollars. And then you discount that back for, um, you know, the annual discount, um, you know, for, for the risk and also any rounds. So dilution for the rounds. Um, the, the last method is the Berkus method. This is a very widely accepted, very early stage method, you know, sort of around the accelerator stage. And that's where you multiply, uh, you, you you score yourself on five different 
factors, the idea, the prototype, the management team, strategic relationships and your initial traction, and you multiply those out, you normally end up with a valuation between 1 million and 2.5 million. So this is that very early stage, you know, when you're very, you know, just really kicking off pre-revenue and you're still trying to create a valuation. It can be very helpful for doing things like sweat equity or getting that very first pre-seed round done. So again, with this tool, we have got a spreadsheet that we've made that is free. Um, it's, it's in sheets, but of course you can copy it into Excel if you prefer. Um, and in this sheet, you can calculate all four of those valuation methods quite simply. And you can also do a weighted average of those at the top. So you might want to do, you know, 100% with one valuation method, or you might want to use two or three different methods and, and weight them. And the purpose of this, you know, because valuing a startup is not an exact science it's it's a little bit art a little bit science you know every year is different every investor is different every industry is different you know to some degree and so the purpose of this process is to do the thinking you know have some level of professional skill and awareness of how valuations work and be able to have a reasonable discussion with your advisors and your investors when you when you're going out to to raise capital and this can be used for for sweat equity for advisor equity can be used for setting your valuation cap on a, on a safe, um, you know, or it can be used for actually setting an equity price, um, for a share or stock round. So there's lots of different ways and times when you can use this valuation tool. And, um, it's a very simple way to do it. Um, it's important, I think, to do it yourself with, with your team and then run through it with your advisors and all your close investors to get multiple opinions. Once you've got a few opinions, you should have, you know, quite a good valuation that you can move ahead with. Um, cool. So the next um, next tool we're going to go to is the capital raising toolkit. So this is a, you know, reasonably um, solid tool. There's quite a bit of information in this one. Um, I put this together initially because I would mentor, um, and, you know, and, and do webinars on capital raising for founders and I just felt like there was so much information and it was really impossible to, for the founders to, to capture it all in such a short space of time or take adequate notes. And I wanted to make sure that they, you know, founders had the tools they needed to run a great round. The difference between running a, a great round that is well organized, well prepared, and, you know, you get the amount of capital you want versus like a poorly run round where you're learning everything on the job and making mistakes the whole way through. Like it could be the difference between a round taking three months or a year or never, ever being successful ever. Like it's such a massive difference doing it well or doing it poorly. So the goal of this capital raising toolkit is to minimize the time and, and cost of your round by 50% or more. So it is a wonderfully valuable tool. In my opinion, I've pulled together plenty of resources from years of working with other great advisors, mentors, and, and founders. So in the raise hacks section, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different individual pages there that talk through um, some of the main factors of getting a, a great round done. So the first one is simplify everything. So find all the hacks and cheats and tools you can. Uh, some of these I'm going through today. The second one is, you know, why are you fucking awesome? <laughs> you know, I've got effing awesome in there just to like, you know, appease people that don't like swearing. But, um, you know, if you can't pitch with power, if you can't pitch with passion. And if you, if you don't know why you're awesome, you can't 
like show that in a pitch, you're going to have a really hard time raising capital, especially in those first rounds, because you know you're doing something kind of crazy and innovative, and you've got no track record. Um, you know, a lot of us and first-time founders, particularly, or if even if you're a second-time founder, you're doing something new. You've got to know how to pitch with power. So why are you awesome? Finding great investors, there's a page on that. Be a line, not a dot. There's a page on that. So like investors don't want to invest in something they just met or something they just saw. They want to meet you. They want to see that you're progressing over time. They want to see that you execute, that you learn fast, that you listen. So, you know, build trust with the investors over time. Do monthly updates. Answer their questions. You know, progress. Show that you're you're a doer. And that's a, a big step forward for getting getting capital. Um, knowing when you're ready, you know, like I said before, don't raise before you're ready. If you go out with, you know, half a data room and half a pitch deck and, and half your investor CRM and you, just, you know, you don't know enough investors, your round is going to be a shambles. Investors are going to feel that, that energy, that negative energy, and they're not going to want to invest. Investors want to invest in the best startups only. So you have to be really, really ready and run your round like strong and then investors feel that energy and they want to get involved. Um, yeah, there's a few other raise hacks there as well. So jumping into the, the next section, which is the raise checklist. So here you've got a step-by-step guide for how to run your capital raise. You've got information on choosing investors and data room and pitching valuation tool is in here again. There's information on what legal documents you need. And there's information about how to model out your round from a cap table perspective. So I'm just going to dig into the step-by-step guide a little bit now. So. This guide is broken into three sections and capital raising is really broken into three sections. You've got investor readiness, which is like the preparation phase. Um, this phase is probably the most important phase. If you don't prepare correctly, the rest of your round, you know, marketing the round and closing the round is way, way, way harder and will take longer and you'll have to make more sacrifices to get the round done. So the, the investor readiness phase is by far the most important. Then you've got the marketing phase. Um, you know, this is about actually, you know, telling investors around is open, pitching, answering questions, getting that term sheet done, you know, getting that lead investor, just actually getting out there and getting the deal signed. And then you've got closing, which is stage three, which is all about getting the agreement signed, getting the money in the bank, you know, closing out, you know, the whole round. Um, which, you know, is a complicated, each phase is complicated. I mean, capital raising is not a small task, um, but the most important is investor readiness. So digging into this toolkit a little bit and just sharing, you know, what this is all about. So um, the, the steps we've got here for you that you need to work through, and each one of these steps has a, a page attached to it. Um, preparing your cap table. So investors want to know exactly who the current investors are. You know, is it just the founders? Is there friends and family round? Has there been a pre-seed seed round? Is there employee equity? Is there advisor equity? Are there any side deals? Like everything to do with your cap table has to be either in something like Cake or in a spreadsheet and all the documents have to be ready for, for investors to have a look at. So one of the first things they're going to ask the worst thing that can happen is if you have a great meeting with an investor and they really like you and they want to proceed and they ask for some of this information and you can't provide it in a reasonable time. And like literally, I mean, like a matter of one or two days, it's a red flag for them. So you've got to do this preparation events. Um, yeah, the next tool, next step on this, this checklist is a simple valuation. We've talked about the valuation tool. Um, so you've got to do that. You've got to know roughly where you think the company's at. Um, you've got to have a financial model. 
I've seen lots of different types of financial models in this you know, checklist. I provide you with a link to one that I think is fantastic. It's very simple and explains you know, the right type of information to investors. A lot of founders do a massive complicated financial model uh, very early on. And I think it's, it's a massive overkill because there's so many variables and you just don't know what they all are and, and how they work. So um, keeping it nice and simple and, and this tool explains that for you. Then you need a short pitch deck, in my opinion. You need a really simple one, very few words just to get people's interest. And then you need a long pitch deck, which is much more complex and has a lot more rich information, sharing all the research and sharing your opinions. Um, and that would normally pro be provided, um, you know, after the first meeting. So you have, you know, you send the first deck to get the meeting and then you pitch the, the big deck when you meet them and then you send that deck afterwards to allow them to really dig into what you're doing and understand it with, an, uh, you know, more richness. And then that normally leads to DD. Um, so then the next item on the checklist is your data room. So what's going to go in that data room? There's a checklist provided. Uh, there's also information here on what legal documents you need to run a capital raise. There's information here about how to find great investors, how to build investor relationships. And there's also a note here about getting a startup lawyer or accountant. If you have an old school lawyer and accountant and their whole job, if your lawyer and accountant isn't doing startups all day, every day, they're almost certain to be making mistakes, costing you money and slowing you down. So you do need to switch, get a startup lawyer and a startup accountant. So once you've done all those things and you've got a strong investor CRM, as I talked about earlier, then you're ready to go to the next phase. And you would normally check that with an advisor or an investor that you know, and you'd be saying to them, hey, I've done all this work. I think I'm ready to go. What do you guys think? Would you invest? Do you know people that would invest? Would you introduce me to your investor friends? And you're looking for those strong signals of, yes, I would invest. Yes, I'm happy to introduce you to my, my investor friends, things like that. So it's not like wishy-washy. It's very clear you're ready to go. Once you're ready to go, then you go to stage two. Stage two is marketing. Um, this is all about getting a deal into the hands and minds of investors that you need. Um, so you've already met them. You've already warmed them up. You've qualified them. And now you're saying, hey, like, let's go. Let's fund this company. Uh, let's partner up. You know, let's go on this journey together. So the steps in this, in this um, stage two, you're going to email your short deck um, with an intro to all your investors in your CRM. Book and have as many meetings as you can in that first week. You want to have them all in a week. Like just really get them done, maybe two weeks max. Um, you want to follow up all meetings and answer questions. Questions are really good. They can be really painful and look like it's really hard work and it takes a lot of time to follow up and answer all these questions. But this is the critical, critical phase. We've done all that prep work. We've had the meetings and getting the questions. Questions are a gift. Questions means they're engaging with you. Um, you know, they want to know more. They may be challenging you. They may be challenging their own thinking. You know, this is your opportunity to show them how strong you are, how smart you are, you know, how you're going to change the world. So, you know, answer those questions. And then you've got to ask them if they're interested in investing. So many founders kind of struggle with that, um, especially if you've never done sales before. There has to be a point where you say, you know, are you in or are you out? Um, and if some, if one investor is showing an interest, make sure you let all the other ones know, you know, like some investors are progressing. Where are you at? Are you keen to progress? We think we're getting term sheets coming through soon. So make sure you're communicating with all the investors that, you know, there's progress being made. Where are they at? How do we progress these discussions together? Um, to give you the best opportunity to invest. 
Then, um, you know, all things going well, you secure your term sheet or your lead investor. Then you go into sort of the first level of due diligence. Normally that's more of a commercial due diligence, not so much legal. Um, you're keeping investor interest in your CRM. So who's who's saying they're in? Uh, how much are they in for? Um, who's a follower? Who's going to be a lead? All those things. And then um, you sign your term sheet or you sign your lead investor and that's the end of the marketing phase. And then the last um, stage is stage three, which is closing. Closing is, you know, very important as well, but it is a clear third stage. This is where you're finalizing all the commitments and making sure that, you know, everyone knows how much they've got allocated in the round. If you've got, you know, if you're raising a million and you've got $2 million worth of interest, what are you going to do? Are you going to scale some people back? Are you going to exclude some people? How are you going to manage your commitments to make sure that you, you, you know, get the capital that you need? So you need to finalize, you know, how that, that deal is going to look and who's going to be involved and how much. Uh, there could be a second part of due diligence at this point, which is more about legals. This is reviewing the cap table, reviewing the legal documents, you know, reviewing the, the term sheet, the shareholders agreement and making sure all those documents are adequately, um, you know, for, for all parties. Then you've got repairing, sending and signing the investment agreements. So whether that's a safe or a subscription agreement or similar, you sometimes have to sign a new shareholders agreement at that time. Once all the documents are signed, then you take the payments. Once the payments are received, then you issue the shares or notes, um, update your cap table, update the regulator if you need to, and update your balance sheet to make sure that, you know, the new capital is reflected in your balance sheet. So that's the capital raising toolkit. And just very quickly to finish, I'm going to go through the options planning template, which is the top tool in the equity toolkit. So this one is designed to help you plan out your employee equity. We had a lot of founders kind of asking us, you know, how long will my option pool last? You know, how do I know how much to give everyone? Um, you know, how, how will I know when my option pool is going to run out and I'll need to renew it? And so we've made a simple spreadsheet to help you calculate those things. So, you know, in the sheet, you need to, first of all, calculate the share price. So at the bottom, you put in the last valuation. So whether that's normally it's the last round. Uh, if you haven't done a round, you can do a valuation using the method I explained before. But you have to have a company valuation. Then you have to add in how many shares and options in total that you have to calculate the share price. And the spreadsheet does that for you. And then at the top, you add in any of your current team members that have employee equity, employee options. And then you add in any future hires that you're planning. Um, you add in your advisors, you add in sweat equity. And once you add those all in, um, using the tool, you can calculate the total amount, the total number of options that they would get, the percentage of equity that that is in the company. And it also then shows you how many, you know, how much of your option pool you have used and how much is remaining. And so you can plan out, you know, how long it's going to last. You want that first option pool, that first ESOP to last, you know, really as long as possible up to series A or even possibly a little bit past. And this helps you do that. So today, today's Startup Equity Matters was about helping you, um, you know, better understand how to use your equity. Um, so we talked about um, capital raising in two fronts because we talked about how to run a good capital raise. So it's simpler and faster, more affordable. Um, we talked about um, investor CRM, like how to make sure you've got enough investors, you qualify them correctly before you raise, so you can run a successful round. 
we talked about you know how to do evaluation and we also talked about how to plan out your option um, pool so that you can not run out and everybody kind of gets the amount that they that they should so um, these things are every single founder has to do all these things um, there's lots of resources out there we've put these together to to help you hopefully one or more of those are helpful they're free um, in the equity toolkit there's other things as well there's blogs and guides and, and tons of other you know great resources that we've either created um, or found and, and pulled together for you so um, with these tools you can you know understand equity better and create more value uh, from your equity for your startup so that's it for today we always finish with creative healthy lifestyle so i'm going to continue the tradition and talk about our seattle trip so i've been in seattle for a couple of days with cal and we've been walking and running and hitting the gym to keep our energy up and keep ourselves fresh and, and get outdoors in nature and and so that the travel doesn't get us down and we can you know engage with the startup community here as best we can and um you know just have a great life while we're doing hard things so yeah um that's it for today really hope um it was helpful and you enjoyed that and yeah see you soon